Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome to another special release of Investor Stories. On this installment, the experts discuss a startup that they did invest in, what the key factors were that led to yes, and how that investment has worked out. Here's the segment called Why I Invested. On today's special segment, we have John Medved. John, can you walk us through a situation where you did decide to invest, what the key factors were that led you to yes, and what you've learned from that investment? Well, that's a great question. We invested in a company called Rewalk. Rewalk is a company that was founded by a quadriplegic who had a terrible accident and got confined to a wheelchair. This gentleman's name is Amit Gofair, and he developed a set of robotic legs, an exoskeleton, that allows a paraplegic now to get out of his chair and to walk again. This company we invested in twice, and it went public, I think, about a year after our first investment, maybe even less than half a year after our second investment. Wow. And already distributed our shares to the investors, already passed the lockup. And what led us to go into that company was the fact that the entrepreneur was truly passionate, someone who had a track record, he'd already built a successful company, and he understood this problem very well and come up with a great solution. The company was close to getting FDA approval, which it subsequently got. There were some great investors alongside of us, so it was really a consortium and a syndicate. The company had hired, I think, a very, very talented U.S. CEO to be an operator, and was addressing a huge and growing market, which is inclusion. The idea that people today who are paralyzed are still sitting in wheelchairs that really haven't changed much in 100 years doesn't make much sense to me. We just saw this as a very high concept, something that would potentially change a big part of people's lives, and that technology was proven. We co-invested alongside a great Japanese company in the robotics, Yasakawa Company, which invested $10 million with us. So it had many of the elements that we look for, which are great teams, big markets, companies with traction, companies that have good sponsorship, passionate founders, differentiated technology, good IP position. Everything was right there, and it turned out very good for us. Now, the company's public, and it's still got a long way to go in terms of its growth cycle, but that one has certainly worked out for us pretty well till now. Did you have any indication that the exit would be so quick? We knew that the company was waiting for its FDA approval. Our analysis led us to believe that once they got that, they would be prime candidate for an IPO. And we were pretty confident this would be a good IPO potential. And that's one of the reasons that we felt comfortable investing. 
We invested at a later stage. The company already raised a lot of capital before we got in. But we thought this made a great opportunity for the members of the crowd. And again, that's another aspect that's a little different than our crowd is we're not just seed investors, right? We're not angel investors only. We are investing throughout every stage of a company's life cycle and across all sectors. For this special segment of Why I Invested, we have Jerry Newman. Jerry, can you walk us through a situation where you did decide to invest, what the key factors were that led you to yes, and how that investment has worked out so far? Yeah, so so I was one of the first investors in the company that became Flurry. It recently sold to Yahoo. And why did I invest? I knew the founder. I had worked with him previously, and so I knew him very well. He had decided to build uh, analytics into the first generation of iPhone apps. So he called me the day the iPhone app SDK was released and said, I've built this analytics solution. And I think I said, well, that's great. You should build that. He says, no, I've already built it. I said, well, they, that's not possible. They just released it. He said, well, you know, it's our beta version, but it's, I've got it. And I, I invested. And I think it's, you know, the two things were really knowing the, the founder. And I also knew his, um, his technical person. So the two people who started the company, I knew them really well. I knew they were a good team because they'd worked together in the past. And I felt like there was this new technology that they could take advantage of and be first to market in something that I thought was going to be a really big market, this iPhone app market. I assume it worked out pretty well considering the sale to Yahoo. It did. Yeah. (laughs) Worked out great. (laughs) Good. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to PacWest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Sergio Guerreri of Tech Coast Angels. Sergio, can you walk us through a situation where you did decide to invest, what the key factors were that led you to yes, and how that investment has worked out so far? I can talk about maybe the best company or the preferred company I have in my portfolio is called Savara Pharmaceuticals. They're based in Austin, Texas. And they're developing the first and actually only inhalable antibiotic for MRSA in cystic fibrosis. So cystic fibrosis is a genetic disorder that affects mostly the lungs. The lungs get very congested in these patients and they become infected with a lot of different bugs. And MRSA is a super bug, which is actually resistant to the most common antibiotics. One of the drugs actually works is called vancomycin. It's been around for many years, but it's delivered intravenously. And drug that's in the blood doesn't really penetrate well into the lungs. 
So Savara, they have simply reformulated the drug into a powder form that now you can breathe in, it goes straight to your lungs where the infection is, it kills the bugs, and patients to feel better, to require less doctor visits, and so forth. But the reason why Invesi was really the management, management is, again, phenomenal. The former head of corporate development from Roche is on the board of Savara, and he is just fantastic. He knows it all. He knows everybody. He can make a very good decision in just a couple of minutes. Diligence was very strong. Savara came to us with a very extensive due diligence packet from Keretsu in Northern California, and much more extensive than we typically see. Financing risk was very low because they came to us with pretty much at the end of their Series B. This was end of 2012, early 2013. So that means the company already had a lot of cash in the bank. And when you have cash in the bank, then you can execute your plan. Again, the drug classify has been actually awarded orphan status. So there are market exclusivity protection. But also because it was a later stage company to compare to most companies with screen, the time to exit was anticipated to be very short. So we invested end of 2012 and then maybe an extension in early 2013. And the company actually has a solid chance for an exit by the end of this year. So I would say about three years from funding. So that would be phenomenal if they can do that. They might not. If not, it might take another trial. It might take another year. It's still an excellent investment. And of course, it's a good diversification opportunity. So Savara Series B ended up being the largest race in TCA history. That's why it's my preferred company. Typical angel races, they are in the 300,000 range. That's what you could expect if you go in and pitch to angels. A single angel group will probably give you an average about $300,000. Savara was the largest raise in TCA history with a grand total of $3.2 million, so about 10 times higher than the standard raise. And the round was a $16 million angel round. It doesn't happen every day. (laughs) It doesn't happen every year that angels get together and raise $16 million. TCA only invested about $5.5 million in one single company over time, over the last three years. So it's just a good story. And I'm an observer on their board, so I go fly to Austin every quarter. And I do it because, again, I enjoy the intellectual stimulus and motivation and just, it's a really nice story. And then, of course, you're helping patients because if you get to meet cystic fibrosis patients, they really have bad luck. They are hooked to IVs sometimes most of the days. They, at some point, the lungs degenerate to the point that they need a lung transplant and uh, it's not easy for them. So I feel very connected with some of them. It's good to at least feel like you're doing something useful, not just trying to focus on the financial return. That is only one of the components, one of the reasons, but not necessarily the only one, not necessarily in some cases, not even the primary reason for angel investing. That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening.